Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a a Good day and welcome to the Car Wash Podcast. This is episode number 41. On today's show, we got eyes on the prize, Chiefs and Sundowns in this title race. We have a race for third. We have a relegation battle. There's even a battle for a top eight position. Also, Lionel Messi could be leaving Barcelona. <laughs> Dios mio, don't cry for me, Argentina. And we look at who's been the best team in the bubble. Well, I am not alone. Whether you are joining us on SL Radio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, or Game Time on 96.7 FM, Mahi Gang, welcome to the show. I'm, of course, not alone. The only reason that we need a third host is because he hates one-on-one situations. It's Sean Roberts. How are you doing? Hey, sweet dog. Very good. Very, very good. And he's the best midfielder in general. And he's a great host, but that's just generally speaking. It's the general, Teko Modisa. How you doing? Uh, How are you? It's grand, it's grand. All right, all right. Let us dive on in here. All right, Sean? All right. They call him Trevor Noah sometimes. (laughs) No, they don't. No, they don't. This is for you, Simon. I don't know why, I just thought of you. How do you make holy water? You boil the hell out of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. Simon gives like a thumbs up and he's all fun. And today well, he's like, no. well, I mean, Simon's the religious one out of the out of us four i think it was gonna <laughs> it's gonna play the least well with him. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i thought of him it's weird <laughs> all right well uh we start off with a pole position pole position because of course we have uh we have a, a big match to preview we have to uh ask the fans what their score predictions are for this big chiefs versus sundowns match and here's what they all had to say he's a chief supporter and my predictions i foresee two or draw he's a chief two sundowns one super cozy super the score between Kaiser Chiefs and Mamelodi Sundowns will be two Kaiser Chiefs, one Mamelodi Sundowns. I'm a for life. Kaiser Chiefs, three Sundowns, one. <laughs> I win a Oi, the Amakosi faithful coming through with a lot of VNs. They, they have uh, their backing Chiefs, even though the Chiefs' backs are against the wall. Mm. Well, let's uh, let's have a quick little preview of this match. Uh, Sundowns finally broke their bubble uh, duck with a win uh, this past Monday. Um, a last-minute one there from Temba Zwane, who came off the bench. Uh, and Chiefs will be without Samir Nurkovic, potentially without Leonardo Castro as well. So, gents, what are you looking at when, when we talk about Thursday's big game? Sean, this is a tough one for both teams, realistically speaking, but a big one potential title decider yeah i mean it's we can talk about this the whole show really i mean there's so much to talk about it's um it's it's interesting i think without nurkovic there's going to be problems mentally as well big time for um for chiefs Mm. um you know shangasi came in 
the the last game did he do well you know we, we, we always complain that he never comes back enough but for this game he never went forward enough so um i, I think he was yeah you know, do you agree Teko? it was a weird one hey like he he hasn't played for so long so we've got to give him credit for getting back in the team for sure I'm, but um, yeah. um i don't think he did himself any favors in the game to be honest um but yeah that, that was a confusing one um oh. Where do we where do we start with this up and coming game? It, it's uh, you have got Manyama who hasn't really found his form just yet. Um, who's also there's talks of he's not going to be 100 fit, so we we wait and see that. Kambole, good to see him scoring. That'll give him uh, the world of confidence coming into this game if he does start. Um, yeah, so I th I'm probably going to go with the Kambole Billet up front with Manyama just playing behind, um, and the the big battle for me is going to be in the midfield. Um, just like they have been in all the games and where Sundowns have been struggling. Yeah. And yeah. if we can look at how Sundowns have been struggling as well in the midfield, but for me, whoever wins that battle, uh, that battle um, have, has got a very, very good chance of winning. That go your thoughts. Away. <laughs> Away. You know, Sean, um, uh, watching uh, the previous game of KZ Chiefs, they were not convincing at all. I mean, you look at the lineup, um, if you include Katsande, they had six defenders. Yeah. So that tells you what the message was. Mm. So it became clear to me that this is not a team that wants to win this game. Clearly, they're more concerned of uh, Staley's attack than themselves, you know, getting uh, the maximum points. Mm. But yet again, um, um, Thursday's game, it's, it's I don't think tactics will win this game on Thursday. I think it's more... Who wants it more? Who's stronger mentally? Because I've I've, I've been saying that um, um, I think Kizuchi's biggest problem this year it's 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 that mentality that uh, they're willing to do everything and everything to win this title. You know, irrespective of how they play, because it's for me it's very tough to be for a number one from August until now, sure. and then now you you're facing this this mountain on Thursday. Whether Mamlil Sundowns have been playing well, whether Kizuchi has been playing well. On Thursday, it matters not mm. because we know how big that game is. It might be, you know, um, Sundowns winning the game equal on points. Machis might do themselves justice, you know, and open the gap further. Um, I think draw won't suit Kezi Chiefs very well. I think it will be better for Sundowns. But still, um, for me, Kezi Chiefs with, the, with, with their star player, this is a Nokovic being out. I think that's a huge, huge, huge uh, blow for Kezi Chiefs. Mm. Um, with other guys um, around Nukovic not being on form, it's impossible for them to just come back from not being formed the whole season to start being in a form in one game. You know, it's going to take a lot from them. Um, like you said, Kambule, it was nice to see him score. Clearly, he's going to be the guy that they will go with because they don't have anybody else. I looked at Chiefs bench against against um, Stelis. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we, we, we speak about um, um, Mordendorp's system and all that stuff. I don't think he's got... I don't think he's got the players mm. to help him out. Mm. I don't think he's got enough enough players to actually and help him out. We've been saying that from the beginning. Do they have enough depth? And uh, I agree with you. They probably don't. Yeah, 2000 exactly. Mm. So, um, with Mamluri Sundowns, they've got a pool of players. But I think they're going to start the way they started against um, 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 Arrows. Mm. I think they, they brought more energy. The younger ones, they wanted to show the coach that they want to play. Um, they pressed very well, high. The tempo was very high. This was actually one of the first games that I saw uh, uh, this season of Manuel Sundowns play in such a tempo. Mm. You could see they wanted to win the game at all costs. 
Um, for me, I think I was let it slip at the last minute. Mm. Was happy for Timberzone to score. He hasn't been on great form. Mm. That'll give him confidence. I think this is a game where everybody will be looking at it um, for different reasons. For me, is like I said earlier on that I always want to see this league. I want it to end on the last game. Mm. I think that'll bring more excitement. But I think if Mamelodi Sundowns don't win this game with all the problems that Kaiser Chiefs have, especially with the players, Lebo having to, to go for late fitness test, mm. Kama not being the best of himself. Um, they don't have creativity with um, Jangasa coming back, didn't do justice for himself, like you said. Mm. Um, with with There's not enough creativity within the team. The defence of, of Kaiser Chiefs has been questionable for so many times. And um, I think for me... I see Murindop going in very defensively, um, trying to maintain and probably catch them maybe via set piece or something. I don't think it's going to be an open game for Murindop at all. But for Sundowns, it will be you win this game or nothing at all. Yeah. Because I think that's the game that will change everything for them. Um, so I think it's going to be that one-sided game where if Kansas Chiefs has to win, it's going to be that one of those uh, smash and grab. But... For me, um, I think similarly to what Kansas Chiefs are going through, I don't think Mamre Sundowns have got a player that is on form that we can say this is the guy that actually is doing the business for them. I think they've got their own issues as well. Mm -hmm. They're struggling to find a good centre pair. Um, um, they're struggling also in the midfield, yeah. where we're saying, like, Son, like Sean, you said, like the battle is going to be in the midfield. I think both teams are going to struggle in the midfield because I don't think they've got enough fluid in both teams to actually manage and control the game. I think it's going to be who runs more, who wants it more. And uh, and I think it's going to be one of those games where somebody will do a mistake and they'll get punished. I don't think it's going to be very, very like the open, exciting game. I think it's just going to be one of those cagey games, very, very cautious because of knowing the magnitude of that game on its own. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if um, I, I presume he's going to start with Jolly. I think he did a ball when he when he when he came back. Um, and I think if he's on form, Sundowns have, have it in them to win it. But I do agree with you if what Kaiser Chiefs have on their side, Teko, is their set players. Um, and 49% of their goals this season have been scored from set players, which is unbelievable. Um, and so that's something that I think Sundowns need to be very wary of. But uh, whew, to call this one's a tough one. Sean, uh, on that note, you know, with most of their goals coming from set pieces, I'm reminded of that Polokwane City game where Nurkovic, he scores one from long range, but the other two goals, he assists with that, with that near post header that gets flicked on and they won't have him as an outlet. And so they'll have to rely on like their towers and, and, and the centre-backs yeah. coming up. What do you think of, what are they going to do without that kind of route one football where they kind of just pass the ball up mm. and Nurkovic heads it back to someone coming in from midfield? Do you think Do you think that Middendorp has the tactical ability to to find a way around that? Yeah, I mean, but again, we were talking if Castro is not fit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So worst case scenario, if Castro is not fit, but yeah, they're going to have to. I mean, Camboli will have to start with Billets up front, I would presume. That means there's not going to be any of those long balls. Mm. They're going to have to drop off deep and get it, which which does suit Billiat anyway. Um, I've got a funny feeling Castro will be fit, um, and and if if he does, if he is fit, that answers a lot of questions. He could sort of fit into that role, mm. um, but it is a massive loss, Lou. It's a massive, massive loss, and without doubt, you know he's chasing for the um, the top goal scorer as well, uh, Nokovic, and he's he is kind of chiefs at the moment, and without him, it's a big, big loss. Yeah, yeah. particularly without mm. Manyama. 
Deco, I wanted to get your thoughts on what do you think Sundowns, I mean, I think their the only suspension would be Nascimento, um, but, uh, and we'll see, we'll see what system Pizzo goes with, but who do you think they should start with in midfield and attack, uh, especially considering, you know, Tembazwane will have a bit more confidence now, Andile Jali also a little bit of confidence after that, despite the, the second yellow card, he was great in, 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 in that game as well. Mm. What do you think they should go with for starting uh, pairing in midfield and, and up, up front? So for, for me, especially this game, I don't, it'll be very puzzling for me to see um, Pizzo going in with the two central midfielders mm-hmm. because um, because looking at how Kizzy Chiefs are set up in the midfield, they don't have your Josh Malileka anymore. So there's, there's not enough threat in the midfield. Mm-hmm. I would I would go with one um, defensive midfielder and and be more and and put as as many creative players on the pitch as possible because at the end of the day who is under pressure to win it's Casey Chiefs who is under pressure to to secure the points it's Casey Chiefs so for Sundowns it's 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 one of those games that need to go all out you can't be in a position where you're thinking of second half I need to put this one in if the game doesn't you need to put your best 11 from the get go so i think by having two cent- uh, central uh, two defensive midfielders will do them injustice because there's nothing to defend mm. I think they need to attack, and uh, with with the system that they brought in, especially with the players that they brought in, they started with against Iris. They gave so much energy, and uh, while playing against these big teams, we have seen that when you put a little bit of energy, people start start crumbling down. Teams started defend defending too deep. So is Kenshi, so is is, is Mamlidi Sundowns. We've seen them against um, um, Highlands Park, but with 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 uh, with the midfield, Kenshi and um, Pizzo's got it's got it's got enough depth to put in whoever, but I think it'll be I think if if you start with what you started with, you know you 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 give those boys enough confidence, you know um um continue like the old saying say uh, you don't change your winning team yeah so the team that won you know start with that start with the guys Timbers only need to understand the Villa guys need to understand all the guys that were on the bench they need to understand that at the end of the day you know it's 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 for the team yeah. whoever does it for the team it benefits everybody else so I think if you put a little bit of energy you're forcing Kansas City to defend deep so you're creating that hole in the midfield where you can actually be more creative and be more fluent because we've got players that moves a lot so it will force Kansas Chiefs to be more defensively and that's what you want yeah. you don't want Kama to to be having those 1v1s up front whether Kama Kama if Kama plays with 50% of his ability it will cause problems for Sundowns yeah. just 50% because that's how talented the boy is but then then again for you to to cancel that out is to make sure that Chiefs plays as deep as possible then what does it do what does it require it requires Karma to come back and defend Kambule to come back and defend so there's no threat at the back yeah. because the only way Kansas Chiefs can punish Mamir Sundowns is by using the speed because we know that there's no pairing at Mamir Sundowns uh, centre backs especially that is fast mm. So now Kama can use his space, Kambule can use his space, but at the end of the day, you need to be knowing exactly where to put those balls. You need to be having the ball in the first place to put it there. Yeah. So I think I think Mamlu Sanans, if they restrict those long balls coming in, they stand a chance of winning the game because of now the only person that they're going to rely to, irrespective of level passes, is fitness test. Even if, even if he does, he won't finish the game. Yeah. Even Kama, if even even Castro does pass his late fitness test, he's not going to finish the game because the game's going to require more energy. It's going to require 
certain certain elements of the game where they haven't they haven't been challenged at, especially post lockdown. So I think on this day on on Thursday uh, for Murindo, I think it's more on motivation than than anything else because I don't think the tactics will win the game. I, th- I just think that whoever wants it more will win it. Yeah, and then you know we look uh, further down the table, not too far down the table though. We have this race for third, and I think uh, initially coming into the bubble, a lot of people would have said it's between Vitz and Paris. But you look at the log now, Super Sports United kind of one of the one of the best in the bubble which we will get to later uh but i wanted to focus more so on why vitz and paris seem to be struggling um both of them just not not really putting together a string of of, of good results here um we see vitz one win a one psl win since they entered the bubble pirates zero win since they entered the bubble um do you think that do you think that they just they they like they they need one good result to kind of let them finish strong or do you think, I mean, for Vitz, there, there's a whole host of, of issues that we have spoken about. The mm. fact that this team isn't going to exist next season uh, as it currently <laughs> exists. Um, but then Pirates, okay, has the Zinbauer effect worn off? We remember we were talking when you went on that long uh, win streak. Has it, has it worn off? Is the, is the magic gone, Sean? I don't know, man. You know, it's 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 so hard to pinpoint what's what the problem is. Obviously, there's been like we spoke in the last episode, um, some off the field incidences with a couple of players, which may or may not have affected their performance. Um, obviously, two of the star players missing, but you know, it's hard to say. You know, players have never been in a bubble like this before. Some players react differently. Some mm. teams react differently with bigger crowds. Some don't. Um, you know, so the Pirates thing, yeah, it, it's a weird one. The Vits, they've been playing well. They just haven't been nothing up front, unfortunately. They yeah. haven't conceded many. But um, yeah, it's 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 hard to put a finger on it, uh, Slew, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But I think Pirates is what one four draws or something in the last five. Four, is, four draws and a loss in the last five. Yeah, it's not good enough, is it? It's tough. Yeah, Vits at least they have one win and four draws. Yeah. So they'll be frustrated, yeah. but it's better though. Yeah. Um, they're still in with a good shot. And plus they have a game in hand. Um, Deco, also, I want to throw this at you. I spoke to Stan Matthews months ago, and he actually told me in, in the big interview that he'd prefer Super Sports United finish fourth. Mm. But clearly the team has different ideas because they've now got four wins from the past five. Do you think that they'll, do you think that they're looking like they'll finish the stronger of the three sides here and finish in third position? Yeah. Look, um, with what Supersport is um, competing with, with Orlando Pirates and Bitvets, I think Supersport are much more stronger, much more organized. They play as a unit, mm. you know, and uh, and sometimes when, 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 even though the team won't be playing that good, but the certain things that comes out very well, whatever you play as a unit. I think there's understanding there that is way better and uh, you can only grow from there. Mm. But as for Orlando Pirates, I think it's a team that came back and you could see more of individual than a team itself. I think when they were on a streak of winning so many games, I think they were more unified. You'd, 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 you'd bet that you knew exactly who's going to start the next game because you'd see familiar faces, your Mamela behind the striker, mm-hmm. your Mango making those runs. You don't see those things mm-hmm. anymore. You know, you knew that Marco's going to be on your left, Tupulo on your right. Now there's a lot of interchanging because the coach wants to get back 
that feeling again. And 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 at the end of the day, it's, it's up to the players. I don't think there's there's more unity in the team. I think there's issues that are underlying that affect the unity within the team. I think and I think right now with 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 uh, with few games to go, I think they just need to focus on building what they have for next season because I I saw the game against um um Cape Town City. You you Cape Town City has a red card within under 20 minutes or so. Mm, mm. You, you you're still having four four defenders. Who are you defending? <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not taking credit away from Cape Town City. They, they've done exceptionally well, you know, defending for that long. And they could have actually, you know, scored more goals, you know, with Kemet missing those opportunities. But we we, we, we can only speak about Mambrisa and, and Alona Pirates having few chances with Memela coming in as a sub-second half. But I'm just saying that this, this is not the long, uh, uh, the Alona Pirates that we saw uh, uh, in January you know, where they were on fire, they were unstoppable. We, we spoke about how 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 um, the beautiful football that they were playing. This is this is a different case, and 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 for that to happen, it it no matter what the coach says, I'm telling you, Sulu, it all goes down to the player. If players are unified, if players are playing for each other, it becomes easy. But you can see now there's too many different faces that comes in every game. There's so many changes within the team itself, and there's no there's no continuity, and that also can hamper. The performance of the team. Yeah. As for Vets, 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 even if they finish second, for who? For who? For what? <laughs> hey, have you seen? Have you, have you seen on Twitter if if Vets win anything, TTMFC's Twitter page will respond and be like, "Congratulations!" It's so weird. Oh, it's the weirdest. <laughs> so you're excited. It's so Exactly. So so for me, for Vets, I think it's 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 just games that are based on emotions. You can see. And and you can see what Gavin is doing. He's giving all the youngsters that he never gave opportunity to play to market themselves. Mm. You know, he's giving them opportunity to showcase their talent so that can you know they can get jobs somewhere else. And I don't think there's there's um there's an ultimate goal there at Vets anymore. I don't think there's a there's, there's conversations about guys we need to finish third. We need to do this. I think it's just a game that it guys let's let's win this game. But it's not about having an end goal where you want to finish. So that's why I'm seeing a lot of youngsters being given opportunities to play, which is great. And they're just not youngsters. They're very talented. Yeah. You know, I saw them against Marisbeck. You know, the the very very talented young boys. But I think. The only competition for Super Sport, I think it's Orlando Pirates, and Orlando, the only competition for Orlando Pirates, I think it's it's Super Sport. If they they can battle it out to who goes where, but sometimes also by finishing third, especially in this season, you could actually gonna think that we had a great season, uh, but actually not mm. because you 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 look at the issues uh, when you look overall, Vets struggled this season. You remember there was a point where there were so many games behind and they were not winning games. Like this season on its own, they, it, it, it showed so many issues within the teams. Never mind the bubble, never mind the, 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 the lockdown and whatever. There were so many issues. There were so many teams not performing very well. So I think teams that, I think there's one team that actually needs to be like, hey, you know what, we don't care what happened. This is for us. I think it's case issues merely because they haven't won anything since Joe Mosono left Orlando Paris. So, they 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 need to win not only for for the coach but for themselves as well because because of what they've they went through you know it would be so sad to be number one the whole season yeah. and then when it matters most 
you lose it. You won't come, you, you won't be able to come back. Can you imagine? Yeah. You there's know? a there's a there's a Twitter yeah. account called at Opta Jabu, and somebody asked, it, and it's like close to a year now that Chiefs have been on top of this table. So it'll be it'll just be the worst fall from grace if they lose this title at this point. Don't even say it, Slew. <laughs> Don't even say. It. But just just to touch on Super Sport again, and I think we will talk about them in terms of they're coming up a bit later. The predictions. Yeah, as well. but um. I think they've got a very, very on-form striker at the moment in Bradley. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really missed Dean, Dean Furman, have they? Take no. Do you know what I mean? I no. think that, that was my concern no. is that what are they going to do without their, their star sort of leader, playmaker? And, they, and they, they haven't missed him one bit. But, but Sean, on that, I just, I just hope that uh, Debo Homoguen is feeling that gap just until the season ends. Mm-hmm. Because if, if that's the role that he's going to take, that that role is going to... That, that's, that's not the role that's going to put him in the Bafana team. That's not the Tebo Homgona that we want to see. You know, Tebo has been the guy that goes, you know, the box-to-box player. Yeah. He had to have those shots outside the box. I think they need to find somebody in that position because that boy's got so much talent. They need to let him go and play as free as possible. But but he's he's been doing great ever since then left. Yeah, he has indeed. Well, let's take a look at a couple of these uh, predictions real quick. So uh, we, of course, have the Chiefs Sundowns match. We've, we've kind of given a, a very nice preview there. But let's get a score prediction, Shona. I'm going 2-1 Chiefs. 2-1 Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going 2-0 Sundowns. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Okay. I don't see anybody scoring from Chiefs. Uh, you know, one from Set homes. piece. Set piece. It's only going to be a set piece. Yeah, somebody needs to be fouled. So when Chiefs have those fouls, there's no COVID who's been fouled. Sure. <laughs> if I were to bet money on any Chiefs player scoring, honestly, I'd bet Matoho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd bet like a center back. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. All right. Up yeah. next, we, we've we've spoken about this race for third, and it hots up this weekend with Orlando Pirates versus Supersports United. What are your predictions? I am going with a 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you want to give Pirates all these draws? <laughs> yeah, draw. You have been predicting draws for Pirates and another they keep draw. losing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 1-0 for Pirates. I just, because I, I just want Pirates to win at least one game. That's all. <laughs> speaking, speaking it into so existence. So kind of you, Teko. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then it does not get any easier for Amakosi. Uh. They have Bidvest Vits on Sunday. Uh, depending on what happens uh, against Sundowns, we'll see where their confidence is. But what do you think the score will be? Yeah, it's a uh, so I'm going for them to beat Sundowns, but I'm going for them to draw with Vitz. All right, it's, it's that up and down. So I'm going with a draw. <laughs> I'm on the fence with that one. Don't laugh at me, Sir. Hey, this fence is swinging. Yeah? <laughs> oh, this game on Sunday uh, against Vitz, it do matter if they win against Sundance. If they lose against Sundance, trust me, I don't see them coming back and winning that game against Vets. So for me, depending on what happens tomorrow, which I know what's going to happen, <laughs> so I, see a, I see a draw against, against Vets. <laughs> oh man, it will end in tears. Up next. Somebody's going to cry, Slu. <laughs> Slu. Someone is crying on Thursday. Look, Deco, I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I agree with you because I watched that Stellenbosch match and honestly, Stellenbosch should have won that thing. Mm. But um, 2006. Yeah. Anyway, we have up next <laughs> more tears with the international news desk. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, 
Oh, don't cry for me, Argentina. We have the one, the only Kurt Buckerfield joining us. Kurt, how are you doing? What's up, lads? I'm good, man. <laughs> What's up, Kurt? Good, <laughs> but tell us how you really feel, man. I know you're not good. We're, none of us are good. We're all confused. either confused or sad. I'm confused or angry. <laughs> I, I need someone to lash out. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm upset. I'm upset, but I'm also excited. I really am. I'm not going to lie. Tell us why, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Lionel I just Messi. think that in our lifetime, we will not see a bigger transfer saga than this. I really, really believe that. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm sure you guys would have been on the internet last night, but I read something like over 10 million tweets on Messi mm. um, leaving Barcelona. So I just... I really don't believe we'll see anything bigger. I think that this is uh, every football journalist's dream, um, every mm, neutral mm. fan's dream. Even though uh, you know I've got allegiance, allegiances to Barcelona and and Manchester United, um, this is what everyone wants to see. We want to see yeah, Messi could. go somewhere else, and not to prove himself, but it will just be exciting to watch. Yeah, I, I was I was seeing basketball players even from the NBA busy saying, "Oh, you know, you should go here." I was like, "Guys, where where, where are you guys coming in?" Yeah, <laughs> but um, Shut but your face. it's wild to me. Okay, so so we have a few different scenarios that could play out here, Kurt. We have one. I mean, he's essentially declaring war on the Barcelona board. Yeah. Um, but we have a reality where he leaves and Barca say, nah, that clause expired in June. I think I will ask you for an explanation of that clause. Um, one where they accept his, 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 um, essentially accept him leaving. Yeah. yeah. And one where he stays and Bartomeu goes. So explain, firstly explain this clause where he's allowed to leave for free and, and the complications there. Yeah. So Slu Messi had a clause in his last contract, extension with Barcelona, which was a couple of years ago now, or it might have been last year actually, um, which allows him to leave um, every at the start of or at the end of every season for free. And um, that only is in play if he activates that clause by May every year. So he didn't activate that clause by May this year, um, leading to believe that he was going to stay. But now he argues, his team argues, um, his representatives rather, that uh, it should be extended because the season was extended because of these unusual circumstances. So that's their argument. And I I personally don't believe it's a very strong argument. I think that they're trying to take a chance here because Messi wants out and they're going to try and do it um, in what they believe might be the easiest way. You know, if the club accepts that he leaves for free, it would be the easiest route out. But it's not going to be that simple. The club will do absolutely everything they can to get money out of this. Um, mm. So then, of course, you have to ask, well, do, does the club um, really, really want Messi to stay as much as they say they do? I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I think that 300 million or 200 million uh, for his signature would help them um, <laughs> greatly in terms of their financial struggles. So that's the question. It's, it's all very, very confusing. There's a lot of rumors going out, but we know that they are facts. Fact number one is that Messi has asked to leave. Fact number two is that he wants to leave right now, not at the end of next season. And fact number three is that Barcelona do not want to let that happen. Do not want to let him go for free. Yeah. And so, I mean, gents, this is kind of unprecedented stuff right here. His current release clause, if Barcelona were to be real about this is 700 million pounds am i right about that kurt yeah that's correct <laughs> 700 that million 
just a, just a measly seven hundred million. <laughs> so I don't know, gents. Look, this is this is war. This is this is the this is the Game of Thrones finale we asked for. So what do you guys make of this news? I mean, what was your initial reaction, Sean? You see Messi requests to leave Barcelona because he wants to go play for Man City. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it's that why, simple. Why did I know? Even though he's probably going to go to Chelsea. No Chelsea, way. I mean, but Chelsea have been doing too much business. They, I don't think wow, they have the they wage have. bill for that. That's, no, that's never happening. Never in a million years. Financial fair play. No, financial know. fair play. They wouldn't be able to, right? Sure. Yeah. He, look, there's no, there's no chance. There, there are two clubs who can afford him, and it's PSG and Manchester City. Um, Period. There, there's no ways Chelsea comes in here. There's also uh, what we need to take into account is Messi wants to go somewhere where he has the best chance of winning the Champions League and trophies, mm. and. Um, Mm. You know, he probably sees PSG and Manchester City as uh, the most realistic places to continue um, winning. So I, I don't think he's going to Chelsea um, and I don't think he believes that he would win the Champions League there or at Manchester United or anywhere else for that matter. You Could, know? Imagine imagine Messi looking at uh, Chelsea and your teammate is drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Danny, drink water. All right, so I'm just imagining Sean. I mean, Messi in a Man City jersey. It visual in my mind. I can't even. It, it, the only reason why it makes sense is because Messi has we we have seen him in light blue with Argentina, but that's stripes. I just Man City. It's just 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 weird. It doesn't, to me. doesn't feel right, does it? It's just odd. Um, but it feels right to me. It feels right <laughs> to Deco. That's all that matters. Of course. Of course. I mean, that would be Messi in the Premier League. Can he do it? Can he do it in a cold and rainy night in Stoke? Oh man! <laughs> ah, oh, man. Come on, he can. He can. I mean, for 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 me, gents, is is um, when I saw the uh, the news, I I remember watching the game as well against Bayern. I remember saying, if I was Messi, I would have told them I have a headache so I can go out because <laughs> no, because. Um, as as a person, as a human being, you get you you get exhausted sometimes, and I think what's happening yeah. now it's stuff that has been happening for such a long time, but he's never been vocal or vocal enough to the media about yeah. it. But we've we've we, he's been crying about signing good players, better players to come and help him out, and uh, yeah, we haven't seen that happening. And uh, for me, as as um, looking at, at Messi being uh, the good servant of Barcelona for so many years and bringing so many trophies, being the legend, being the franchise that he is, and then uh, to to get to a point where um, uh, Barcelona wants to do everything to stop him from leaving, I think that would be sad for football on its own because I mean, this is the guy that has been loyal to this team, you know, every season. This is the guy that has been performing above and beyond every season. And uh, now he gets to that point where they knew about, that's the reason why there was a clause like that in the first yeah. place. You know, there's been issues and now um, they're trying to be like Slua said. It's going to be very sad for me. And it will be very exciting to see him on, on uh, under, under Pep as yeah, well. On the other side. To, I think... Yeah. yeah, as to how, how he'll play this time around, what system will he implement, because we, you can't come with a ticker-taker that you used at Barcelona <laughs> in Spain. In, in, yeah, but, but we know that with, he'll fit in very well um, in Man City. He'll fit in very well in PSG. Mm. But, but, but I think for me, uh, Kurt, is this, if Messi 
actually happens that he leaves. It it, it changes so much in football. Mm. Look, in basketball, you have franchise players. You've got your LeBron yeah. James, you've got your Leonard, people that every team, he's a franchise yeah. player. I think in football, we, we, we hardly have that where there's a franchise player. We're just saying, ah, the youngster. We're using youngsters. Mm. It's like he needs to sign in five years. But it, in, in the nutshell, he has no say who needs to come into the team, who doesn't. Yeah. So I think after this happens to Messi, we're going to see more franchise players within the teams. And I think this will be great for but Kurt, yeah. Kurt, do you, do you think Messi owes Barcelona something? Do you know what I mean? Do, 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 do you know what I'm saying? What do you What do you mean by that? Uh, uh, apart from the 33 trophies or and six Ballon d'Ors? And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can't you answer my question? Yeah, <laughs> but what do you mean, Sean? No, I'm curious. Think, what do you mean? Well, you know, they've. I suppose they they've they've paid for what they've got, but I'm just saying, like he's. He's been there his whole career, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. But 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 Kurt, how uh, Sean? What did they pay? How much did they pay? Because he was thirteen. They only paid for that grown hormone yeah, thing, they, and yeah. he paid them long time the ago. Baby steroids that they yeah. had to give him. <laughs> Look, guys, they never spent so just, much just, so much to give. I just want to say, I think that objectively, um, if I if I had to put my journalist cap on, I think that it makes more sense for for Barcelona to rebuild without Messi. Yeah. And I think that that's why. Um, they are trying to get a transfer fee out of him and they will they will take him to court. This thing will drag on. Um, you know, there's these Barcelona players right now are, are in a habit and the habit is to give the ball to Messi. And that is not even a conscious decision they make, I don't think, yeah. on the p- pitch. It's just, <laughs> it's something they can't unlearn. He is, uh, he, he isn't a part of how they play, he is how they play. He- he, he is Barcelona. He, he gets the ball when he, he doesn't ask for it. And I don't yeah. think that they can unlearn that. And I think that for yeah. Kuman or Xavi in future, the only way they they rebrand and they rebuild properly is without Lionel Messi. Because although he's, he's given the club so much right now, um, and I hate to say it, but he is part of the problem. He is part of what's going wrong at the moment. Too much loyalty to the older heads. Uh, Messi probably gets away with too much walking around the field, and you know he's he's repeatedly said that he he's learned how to play in moments and use his body to benefit him. He can't run around like he he did when he was twenty five. So I think that he is part of the problem. That not I, I'm not saying he is a problem, but for Barcelona to go forward and to get back to being a a great European side again, um, I think that that happens without Messi. It's going to be an interesting time. I mean, this is a developing story, of course. I'm not going to lie, though. You know, we, we're speaking about Man City. It does look like they would be favorites, particularly because PSG have spent so much money already on that team and lost in the Champions League final. I don't think, I don't think that, that, that any coach could just say, hey, you have to give me another 300 million pounds so that we but can I mean, win the Champions too, I mean, League. I think we should also consider that that's not the decision the coach would make. You know, if it was Tuchel who, or whoever comes in um, to replace him if, if he is to lose his job after that Champions League loss, um, that's the, the, the decision of uh, the, the president for sure. True. Yeah, but, you know, there's, there's few things in the world more terrifying, guys. Then the thought of Kevin De Bruyne and Lionel Messi <laughs> on the same team? Yeah. Nah, that's disgusting. And that's Slew, disgusting. That's the, I don't know if you saw what I was tweeting about yesterday, but that's what's interesting to me is that it's not just about, you know, look, I don't think City are willing are, are going to spend 300 million on Messi. So I think City land Messi if he leaves for free. But yeah. it's then up mm. to 
to to the club to you know work out whether it's feasible to have a 33 year old going on 34 next year um, in an attacking role without defensive duty when when Pep demands all 10 of his outfield players to work for 90 minutes. Mm. Then you think about the restructuring of the midfield because at Barcelona, the right-sided centre mid does more defensive duty to cover for Messi. So mm. there's a lot mm. to consider. It's not just, you know, of course Messi can slot in at a, you know, inside uh, forward position on the right where he, not, he mm. does for Barcelona. Of course he can play at 10, but then it's about restructuring everything around him too. So whether that's mm. something that Pep Guardiola wants to do. But, you know... Before all of this, I was saying, is it really worth it for City? Is it really worth a complete restructure? But then when Messi becomes available, it's a different story. You go, you know what? We'll figure that out afterwards. Mm. Let's get his signature <laughs> and we'll figure yeah. out everything afterwards. So, um, could, yeah. could, 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 could. With uh, Man City, you know, we stood a good chance of winning the Champions League, but we were struggling up front with that Jesus boy. I think he needs to go back to Brazil and start painting him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny that you mentioned him because he he is apparently being talked about as a player who could go the other way as part of like a swap deal plus Ah, cash. Fantastic. Fantastic. No, no, guys. I I rate him. No, fantastic. No, that's great. Then I don't have to continue. I rate him highly. Yeah, as a, as, as, as a second, mm. not as a first, as a, as a player to start the games. Yeah. N- not at all. You see, you see, the, there's players in the team, Chief, when, when they, they're on the pitch, you, 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 you've got a high percentage of winning the game. Yeah. That's where your Messi comes in. That's where your Aguero's comes in. When they're on the pitch, they just walking, they just cause a threat. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I saw defenders chewing gum. Very nice. <laughs> Oh man, this just real quick turned into a Gabriel Jesus roast. Uh, but but look, I'm glad you guys agree with me. Messi has to go somewhere where they appreciate senior players. Mama Lodi Sundowns. Thank you very much, <laughs> Kurt Buckerfield. Imagine. By the way, quickly before we move on to 10 Quick Fire here, I, one thing that I was interested in is Messi, like who could what could you get for $880 million, which is the conversion of that 700 million pound uh, release clause. So FNB Stadium cost 440 million dollars. Wow. <laughs> and Moses Mabida cost 450 million dollars. Wow. So if we sold Moses Mabida and FNB Stadium. Well they're not being used anyway, you might yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could bring him in. But uh wow. up next we have 10 quick fire questions that is a feature where we get your favorite PSL players on the line and put them on the spot. Here's who we have this week. Hi, my name is Morgan Gold, and these are my 10 quick fire questions. Who is the flashiest dresser that you've played with? <laughs> and now this one is a tough one. Who is the worst dressed player that you've played with? I played with him as Kermit Erasmus. Kermit Erasmus. Worst dressed. Worst dressed? Oh, okay. I thought you said the worst player again. Um myself yourself <laughs> that's about the third time i think we've heard the person roast themselves all right what is the worst mistake you remember making in a match oh my god uh, i think when i when i i punched that, that guy i think that was my the worst mistake i made but i've learned a lot from that um, situation and uh you mentioned it just now so i want to actually ask this question uh you mentioned Kermit erasmus why is he the the worst player to play against he's nippy he's short he can jump can run, he's strong, he's like everything that you don't want to 
come up against. What is the best goal that you've witnessed while playing a match? While playing a match? Wow. I wouldn't say I was part of the game, but um, Sponifo Kaka's um, crack against Pirates, I can't remember when, but like for right back to hit the ball that hard and in top corner, that was like the ultimate goal. If you could have any car in the world right now in your garage, which car would it be? Because I'm not such a big car fan, I'd probably have something that houses my whole family. So like a big body, like a like a 4x4, who'd be fortunate if I... Nah, like more of a... Like a V-class type uh, I'd love I'd love for that. All right. In South Africa, what is your favorite local food? The way we do the bourgeois. Actually, the braai would be the best for me. And then last but not least, what is your favorite holiday destination? Yeah. To be honest with you, there's a lot. But I enjoy, I literally enjoy Beverly Hills, Durban, Tohosan. Yep. Yes. Very nice, very nice. I was confused for a second. I was going to be like, Morgan, you've been to Beverly Hills, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. He had us like all intrigued. And he's like, Urban. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Morgan. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just the Beverly Hills of South Africa, more like. Uh, <laughs> beautiful. Great one over there. Up next, we have the Secrets Footballer. And that is where Sean Roberts takes a look at the back page of our sister publication, Kickoff Magazine. And it's an anonymous tale of what's going on in local football. Who do you have this week? Or what do you have? <laughs> I always make that <laughs> I mistake. I can't tell you who you have, Slukes. I don't know who he is. <laughs> but uh, right, so this player goes on about how well he traveled when he was playing and the experiences that he witnessed and was had been a part of. So Teko, if you could turn back time, would you have a career full of experiences, not necessarily big money moves, but great worldly experiences? Or would you stay at one or two big clubs, earn well, and solidify yourself as you have done in the past? What would you say the answer is to that? Uh, I would say experiences, dude, because um, that that's exactly what I was fighting for. I don't, I don't remember in any team that I joined or any ambition that I had was to to make a big money move. Mm. And uh, for me, I think it was just for experiences because even the first season of joining Orlando Pirates, in six months into it, there were offers and I wanted to leave immediately mm. because because of the experience, yeah. you know, and, and, and also what 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 empowered those, those, uh, those thoughts and those desires was because I was part of the national team that had all the internationals and they were telling me, that what am I still doing in South Africa? You know how painful that is, that you, you, you're one of the key members in the Bafana team, but you're local. Everybody else is overseas. And when when the national team is called up, you're the first one to get there because you just drive there. They need to fly in, you know, <laughs> hey, chief. But it was motivating to me. And, and especially being told by 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 your Steven Pina, your Benny, you know, your Nassif, you know, Guys that are playing top football in top countries, they, they, were, they were making sure that they, 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 they were telling me every time that Did you deserve to be overseas, sure. what are you still doing there? And when that opportunity came through, that's the first thing that came to mind. Like if those guys that I look up to can can see me that way, why shouldn't I? And that's, that's when I started looking at myself in that way. Because for me initially, of course I wanted to go overseas, but it wasn't like um, a desire that I wanted immediately. 
but I wanted to establish myself first as a player. But once that happened, within six months of Milano Paris move, I wanted to leave. So for me, it will be experiences more than anything else because, I mean, those experiences, dude, you know, the priceless. Yeah. You know, I can imagine, I can imagine Pesi now. I can imagine your Bongani Zungu now. All those, all those boys that are there. You know, the experiences that comes with that, the priceless, dude. Absolutely, good answer, man. Absolutely. And uh, up next, uh, we have quite a. A tough experience to go through as a player, and that is the relegation battle. We got to look at this bottom four because it is still super, super tight. I mean, Black Leopards, I think of all of the teams at the bottom, they have done the best. They have two wins from their last three matches, mm. but they're still in 13th, only two points ahead of bottom-placed Polokwane City. Um, two po- it's just so tight there. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on, like, is there any clear picture? Do you think that Black Leopards will look at their form and say, okay, this is the form of a survivor? Because I remember when they entered the bubble, I think they were on 20 points, mm. three points behind Amazulu, and now they've jumped up. Mm. But do you, do you think it's still just a, a coin toss as to anything can happen? Yeah, I think Black Leopards in the past have always done this, haven't they? They've flirted with relegation and they sometimes stay up, they sometimes go down, but... Um, I think the the ball is in their court. Obviously, it is. But I mean, I think right, exactly what you said. But they're coming off two losses, aren't they? Mm. So that, that's a that's a slight issue. But um, I'd love to. Uh, we've spoken about this at length as well. I'd love to see Amazulu stay up. They they haven't been playing too badly at all. Um, I don't see Pulakwani. You know, again, they've been flirting with relegation for for years and years. I think they could be a surprise exit going down. Mm-hmm. And don't write off Chippy United, my favorite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only, uh, how many games are left? There's three games. There's three left. games. So Chippy can still go down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think Amazulu are going to stay up. I think Polokwane and either Barocco or Chippy to go down. I think Amazulu and Black Clippers will stay up. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you Yoo. think, uh, Deco? Because also remember, I forgot to mention this just before. A team like Baroka, they face Mamelodi Sundowns on Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, Chiefs will come up against Shippa. They're going to come up against Baroka as well. So it, mm. it's not an easy finish there for them as well. Mm. Uh, Deco, what are your thoughts on the relegation battle? Um, I think with, with with the teams that are fighting down, especially the the bottom four. Um, in terms of play, in terms of trying to fight for survival, uh, trying the best, I think Leopard has been showing those signs. Um, with 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 Polokwane City, my issue is they they're struggling to to manage the game. You know, they they get good leads, they give them away. You know, they draw games they weren't supposed to draw against Highlands Park. They had no business of drawing against Kansas Chiefs. They had no business of losing that yeah. game, but. But I think the stronger side mentally, I think it's Leopards and, and that affects other teams as well. Baroka, I've seen them play. I think Baroka, to me, I might be wrong. I think Baroka for me is, um, there's maybe certain players that have already having talks with other teams. They're just going through emotions. I don't think they, they, they really, really playing for survival. I would hate to see Chipa going out, even though I don't like how the team you know, they run the team and all this that's happening in that team. But I would hate to see it go out because, you know, the different province today and it's also nice to go and play in that nice stadium in PE. And unlike having four teams playing in Limpopo and pitches, <laughs> so I prefer to have one day in, 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 in PE as well. I think for me, 
I think don't be surprised if you see Barocca and Pulukwani City out. Mm. Merely because Pulukwani City can't handle the lead. They've got uh they've got they've got guys up front that are fighting to win the games, but the defense is it's 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 it's, it's giving them issues, you know? Yeah. And also with uh, with uh, with with Amazulu, my issue is with Amazulu is is you know, sometimes having a younger coach, this is my guy that we're speaking about, you know, but sometimes having a younger coach, it's difficult to manage the senior players. It's difficult to manage the experienced players. I think at this time of the season where you're fighting for your life, I think you need to put your best players on the pitch. You need to have your majors on the pitch, guys that knows how to fight, also fighting for their careers as well. Mm. So, so, so I think you need to select it properly. And then you use the youngsters as a sub to run off the game, whatever the case might be, because... I think Amazon with so much history, you know, I think it would be sad to see them go. But also, I think Monib and the coach there, they need to come up with better decisions in terms of who needs to play. Because I think also them defensively, it's a problem. So you see, when you, when you, when you fight in the legation slew and short, you defend as a team, my friend. You don't rely on the four or on the, on the goalkeeper. You defend as a sure. team. When you lose the ball, there must be a sense of agency because you're fighting for your life. Yeah. But the problem is most of the time when teams are in relegation, the star players are the ones who are going to drag their feet because they know really they've got secured contracts somewhere else. Mm. So for those who are not, they need to fight for their lives. But at the end of the day, I think it all goes down to who wants it more, who wants to survive more. But I believe that Leopards will survive. But Bulugwane City and Baroque, ah, guys, in trouble. Tough. goodbye. In trouble. Tough. Yeah. All right, up next we have a feature called This Week in Football History. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week back in 1994, Liverpool beat Arsenal 3-0 thanks to 19-year-old striker Robbie Fowler who delivered what was at the time the fastest hat-trick in Premier League history. Officially, there was only 4 minutes and 33 seconds between Fowler's first and third goals that remained a Premier League record all the way until 2015 May when uh, then Southampton forward so, uh, forward Sadio Mane scored a hat-trick in 2 minutes and 56 seconds what? Bruh, under Jeez. 3 minutes I don't remember that like, bruh, just, just double team the guy anyway um, <laughs> this week in 2000, Orlando Pirates won the BP Top 8, beating Ajax Cape Town 2-1. The Bucks won an extra time thanks to a Tabom Gomeni penalty. And this last one isn't date-specific, but it's a cool bit of history. This week, and I mean this week, like just now on Monday, Temba Zwane became the 8th player to reach double figures on the PSL goal-scoring charts this season. Do you guys know when last we had 8 or more players in double figures on the top-scoring charts? No, Slew, but I have a feeling yeah. you're going to tell me. <laughs> I am <laughs> it was nine years ago wow. in the 2010-2011 season when Knowledge Musona won the Golden Boot with only 15 goals, by the way. But there were 11 players who broke the, the 10 goal mark that interesting. season. I wish it was like that every season. Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude. We, we, we prefer to have this many. I mean, I was so happy for Temba's one. I almost forgot that he had nine goals because he'd been struggling yeah. a little bit in yeah. the bubble. But yeah. he's back at it. Um, he's back. He's back. 
So as we wrap up, we uh, we do want to do something called Best in the Bubble, but we're running out of time. So we'll do that next week. And we'll also have a look at, because we'll know by next week, who is promoted to the PSL. <sighs> I have a funny feeling that I know who it'll be, but uh, we shall see. Sneaky. But, uh, you know, whoever whoever gets into the, into the PSL, they'll probably get a nice paycheck increase. And you know what players like to do with that paycheck increase, Sean? Buy cars. Uh, yes. <laughs> These intros are just getting worse. (laughs) Right, so this car of the week, Sadio Mane, has been seen with the new RS7, an Audi RS that nails its basics but also sprinkles in some genuine fun, a proper E63 and M5 rival at last. Luckily, Audi Sport appears to have nailed this one, giving the new RS7 Sport back all the comfort and bandstorming pace a car like this needs but not at the expense of fun and engaging people like us desire. The interior is where the fun happens, where it literally feels like you are in a cockpit, not to 103.6 seconds, starting at a measly 2 million rand. Hey, that's mm. a spare change for Sadio, it's though. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful car. I remember there was a story about Sadio Mane a while ago, so it's funny that, that he has the car. Yes, he had like a, a little Fiat Punto or something, or a uh, yeah, electric yeah. car. And he had a cracked iPhone, and he was like, yes. material goods mean nothing to me. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the guy, nah, the guy, the, the guy's got G-Wagons and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. You should watch his documentary, actually. Oh, really? It's very dope. Okay. Yeah. You see, all of these top scorers, they be having nice cars. Obama Yang's garage is crazy. It's really? wild. Uh, bling, bling all the way. Yeah, he's got them shiny ones, you know. Uh, yeah, he did. do you have a motivational quote of the week? I do. This time, Simon will approve, I think. <laughs> so the motivational quote of the week comes from Richard Ofori, uh, Marisburg goalkeeper. When nothing goes right, go left. God is everywhere. Oh. Hey. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Well, whether you've been listening to us on SL Radio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Game Time, that's 96.7 FM. That's Mahi Gang. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. I have been Slu Paho. That's been Sean Roberts. That has been Teko Modise. We'd like to close off the show now with a little feature called Spotlight. Uh, This week we have Total Football Academy. So as we say sayonara, have a listen to that. We'll see you this time next week. Peace out. I'm happy to be joined on the line by Josh Tosevsky, Director of Operations at Total Football Academy. Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. So uh, could you give me a brief history of Total Football Academy and uh, how you got involved with the project? Okay, so um, we started in 2018 um, as a a new academy that uh, formed with myself and Costa. we were involved in a previous academy before that, um, and then when that sort of fell apart, then we decided that we would start our own academy based on training kids to compete at the highest level. Um, so when we, we formed the academy, we, we decided to move sort of away from the, the generic soccer schools um, form and, and go more to the elite side of things um, with training of the kids. And uh, whereabouts in Cape Town are you guys based? We train at the Hellas Fiverside facility, which is in Greenpoint, very close to the Cape Town Stadium. And uh, since you started, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, training these kids at, at a, the elite level. Um, where do they compete and uh, what have you guys managed to accomplish thus far? The, the philosophy that we um, work around is, is total football, which is where we got our name from. So we, you know, we focus on technique and skill development, um, giving them a good foundation to be able to compete at the highest level. Um, so if, 
the kid starts at, at, at two years old with us and he goes all the way up to 16, you know, we are confident that he'll be able to get into your academies like Ajax and Stellenbosch, um, for example. So at, at where we are at the moment, we've had, I think, six kids that have been at our academy that have gone on to join these academies. Um, two to Ajax Cape Town, one to Ajax Amsterdam, two to Stellenbosch, and one to Hellenic. Um, so, yeah, that's basically the, the success stories that we've had with our kids so far. I see. Uh, and uh, you yourself, what is your relationship with football uh, going back? And uh, when did you decide that coaching and, and youth development was your passion? So I've been playing football since I was uh, very young. My dad was quite a um, high-level performer when he was younger um, in, in Joburg. Um, and I think it was in my gap year in 2007 where I worked at a school um, and I started coaching then um, as sort of an you know afternoon activities for primary school kids. And I think that was when I realized that this is something that I'm good at and something that I, I, I really want to do. Um, and I went on to study a sports science degree at Stellenbosch University. And yeah, I think coaching has just always been something that, that I really wanted to do. And I started with youth because that's the, the easiest way to get into coaching in the start. Mm. Um, and when I first got my, my first adult gig, um, coaching at a club in Cape Town, I think after that first season, I realized that development, junior development was something that I was more passionate about. It, it, you have a bigger influence on kids' development than you do on adults. Um, you know, when you're coaching adults, they sort of, think that they know it all already. Um, but when you have kids, you have a much greater influence on their abilities and, and how they um, transform their skills, their you know, decision-making. And when you, as a coach, are able to define that and, and when you see the success at the end, it's, yeah, it's very re- rewarding uh, for me personally. And uh, under normal circumstances, I'm not sure if you guys are, are, are back open now under, under level two, but under normal circumstances, what's the process for kids to join this academy? So we actually are back um, training in very small groups with very strict uh, protocols. Um, but basically the process is, is, is quite straightforward. Um, we, at, at this point in time, because obviously we're restarting again, we, we will look at um, anybody who's keen to join the academy. Um, and it's a simple uh, registration form um, speaking to me, and then I'll, I'll send you the form, and then you come down for, it's not really a trial, but it's, it's something that we go, okay, well, come down for a session, meet the coaches, meet the other players, see if it's something that, um, you know, you'd fit into, um, if you like the philosophy and the way we train. Um, and basically, yeah, then, then you can join in as if you if you want to awesome stuff uh well we'll make sure to it's a totalfootballacademy.co.za for anyone listening who wants to get into contact uh and you'll find uh, the rest of the contact details there i'm assuming as well josh yes everything is on the website um it's quite easy to get hold of me um you can send me a whatsapp or an email um, i'm always available Perfect. Well, Josh, thank you very much for joining me on the show. It's always a pleasure to have uh, people who are really focusing on youth and uh, grassroots development over here. So uh, have a fantastic one and thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash.
<laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a fang on a corner.